Welcome to the Radio 191 FM podcast. Six minutes nine, and we are joined by comedic historian Tereda. Currently, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Gosh, you're very paternalistic down there with your rubbish bin rules, aren't you? <laughs> Put your bags out by seven, got to be... Yeah. Well, we do, we do. It's actually very strict, because if you can't close the lid bin, which I found out, then they won't take your rubbish either. Well, well, you know, know, societies have to have rules. <laughs> <laughs> crazy, crazy. Well, you um, have a show in the Dunedin Fringe Festival called Intoxicana. Do you want to tell us a bit about what that is? Yes, yes, I do. Hey, look, um, it, it was sort of inspired by some of the stories I heard down south a few years ago around the kind of the moonshiners and the bootleggers and prohibition, because we always used to think that that kind of stuff happened overseas. We didn't. You know, I didn't know. And, and it's interesting that, you know, the Prime Minister came out yesterday and has reinforced that we're teaching history or our history in schools. Because, you know, I didn't know that we had the same kind of history in terms of that kind of uh, running bootleg grog from Invercargill up to Christchurch and all that sort of thing. So I thought, I'm going to study this. And so really it's just a, a look at some of my favourite stories around the around the laws and the, and the outcomes of essentially what's... Prohibition, really, um, across the whole spectrum, um, and and the result of of that, yeah. Wow, it's quite yeah. a, it's quite a, I guess, a dense topic. topic. Yeah, and it's, I feel like, yeah. not inherently. It's like what you wouldn't think a light-hearted comedy thing could yeah, be made I don't about. Think about regulations and drugs and go comedy. Is that part of <laughs> well, part of the charm? Oh, that, that is part of the time. And, and the more you get into it and look back at the rules that they made, the more absurd it kind of becomes, you know. Um, and at the time, people probably thought they were quite sensible. But, you know, um, banning banning the paying of wages in a hotel bar was one of the things. That was one of the first oh, pieces wow. of legislation passed. You couldn't pay someone in a bar. And you think, oh, well, that seems fair enough. But then again, you start to think, well, where did people gather in those days? Often the only building of any sort of size was a bar. If you had theatrical entertainment or public meetings or anything like they happened in a bar well no they banned those as well uh so you sort of ended up with this this picture where there was really only one thing to do in a bar um and that was drinking and then you had you know the ability for for places to to vote every three years in an election to go you know what uh we're just going to go dry which meant that if you if you owned a bar uh, that was it for you. You you were done. So you did end up with people, you know, um, selling booze and this and this this toing and froing with the police force. Um, no end of corruption. You know, various commissions saying, hey, well, why does this area not have the same sort of stringency of of enforcement of the laws? And it's so, well, well, because there's an arrangement with the bar, you know, or, or a large hotelier where they've provided a free free house out in the countryside with a nice little farm for the policemen, uh, and they use the bar as a police club, and they get provided with loads of free booze. Um, it's, you know, it's, it, it's, yeah. a, it's again, just a fascinating part There's of the history that we don't talk about. more to it than I think I realise yeah. for sure. Um, what is your background? Are you coming from comedy or are you coming from history or how did you find yeah. this kind of Venn diagram niche? <laughs> well, for a history of intoxication, I was coming from drinking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I always wanted to make documentaries. Um, came down to Otago 30-odd years ago, uh, did drama with, with the idea of being able to get into documentaries, then ended up doing comedy, but just kept coming back to using comedy as a gateway to information. So I've done you know plenty of other comedy shows on the history of New Zealand, on Antarctica, uh, on various things around the world. It's just it's, just, it's a fun way. It's, if you want, if someone said to you, "I'm going to give you a lecture on the history of intoxicants in New Zealand," you think, "Oh God, here we go." Um, but actually, if you say, "Hey, here are some really crazy stories that happened." Um, 
and, and the really hard part is, is you know, narrowing it down. I, it was about three and a half hours two days ago, and oh, you have wow. to look at it and go, oh, do I, do I really want to get rid of the story of, <laughs> of, of the, the Greek uh, who was a fish, shop, fish and chip shop owner in Gore um, who was selling um, bootleg alcohol. He was selling whiskey. You'd go and buy some fish and chips and, you say, and, and, and the extra, and it would be wrapped up in the packet, and off you go. And the police couldn't catch him, but his fish and chip shop caught fire, and when the fire brigade turned up, that revealed a sort of a false wall. And they went, oh, look at all that booze. And they grabbed it and took it away. <laughs> but the, they left just, and they forgot a few bottles that were cooling in a kind of a, a water trough, which was enough for the police to bust back to Greek, actually Croatian, um, you know, for his, for his bootlegging. And you think, you know, we, we don't have that kind of thing anymore. And maybe we've gone too far the other way. I'm not getting into that, but, you know, you do have mm. to think, have we gone too far the other way with, you know, liquor stores on, on every corner? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I guess is the is the show essentially this kind of gather around the campfire vibe and let's tell stories yeah. of some past, you know, people um, around the place. Is that kind of kind of the vibe? Yes. So long as gathering around the campfire and telling stories involves you being very quiet and listening to me. No. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's essentially it's an illustrated lecture. We've got uh, mm-hmm. I think there's a hundred odd photos and images and video clips as well because. Uh, you know, there's been so many great images caught over the years, and, and, and whether that's people drinking or, you know, even just, you know, great drug busts. I, I had to cut out one of my favourite ones. Someone uh, in the uh, early 70s um, sent a candle um, with a little note on it that got intercepted by customs, and the note said, um, the essence is inside the candle. Unless, of course, customs have discovered it, and you've been arrested, and customs said, this is suspicious, and opened it up, and there was some marijuana inside the candle, and they popped it with, and then arrested the person who the letter was sent to. Um, you know, mm-hmm. all of these little stories, and, and yeah. it's hard to find the ones, you know, those little anecdotes that are, that have more truth to them than the kind of urban myth. Yeah, do you have to like kind of fact check yourself? We where we do find all these stories. Oh, just everywhere. I've got um, just uh, for years. I just go around secondhand bookshops, and if a book looks interesting, I've ended up with two copies for some reason of the history of the customs department in New Zealand. And I thought that'll come in, that'll come in useful at some stage. And sure enough, and again, the stories in there. Uh, you could do a whole show just on that one book, and there's been some really great histories. I spent um, years with a book called The Satyrs of Southland, which is about the Southland um, whiskey, the Scots um, brewing whiskey down there on my trade me watch list waiting for a copy of it to pop up uh, you know I've paid a lot of money for it because it was just one of those books that people spoke of it's actually they've just re-released it um, they're gonna, along with the, you know, the reopening of the fantastic Hockenheim Moonshine Museum um, which ironically now has a still you know um, Gore was dry and so you've got all these incredible stories coming out of Gore and now they've got the Moonshine Museum that celebrates the you know the, the temperance people and, the, and Prohibition and, and the McCrae's and various others and there's um, I had a backstage tour the other day. This gorgeous, gorgeous steampunk um, still that they can brew their own whiskey uh, and sell that to support the museum. It's, it's funny how things go full circle. Mm. Yeah, I feel like it's very interesting to have um, another way to, I guess, perform history. And, and there is a, heart, a fine line in comedy as well, just with trying to make a important or historical topic Mm-mm. come across and have all of the underlying like what you want to project but not make it too funny that it takes away from the history. Yeah, I think this yeah. kind of reading it as well, I was like, oh, you know, is there a bit of concern that maybe you're promoting or kind of celebrating um, drugs and alcohol? But I think from talking to you, that's quite clear that's not the case. Yeah, look, I'm um, definitely, and, and I make the point that actually, you know, uh, sometimes the, 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 the law makes 
things worse than what they kind of are. And, and a lot of the laws we're looking at, my, my wife does a lot of the, the graphics for the PowerPoint and, and, and co-researchers and, and helps with it. And she's just been infuriated. She's been really angry, particularly when we're doing the stuff on, on women essentially being excluded, you know, from bars for 50 years, um, legally excluded. And she's just, she, it's, you know, it's causing it a rage. It's like, but this, you know, once you read those laws out, that they make you really angry, but they're so absurd in the light mm. of how we live now yeah. that that's kind of where the humour comes from, even though, you know, now and at the time, they were infuriating. Yeah. But yes, it's not a it's not an endorsement for people to rush out and, <laughs> and, and take drugs. It, 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 it's, it's perhaps to say, and, and particularly now, to look back and go, what, what did we do wrong? Why are we in the place that we're in today? Um, and arguably it's because of, of various sort of laws over the years that, you know, changed the drinking yeah. culture and and, 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 pro- and re- relentlessly prosecuted people when it could have been a health issue. Um, I don't get into a lot of it, but, but I think, uh, you know, it comes through in the show that it, it's not a, it's not a, it's, it's a celebration of history rather than a promotion for mm-hmm. unadulterated drug taking. Yeah, no, with that's... jokes and good. pictures. <laughs> good to clarify. Great to clarify. Um, if people want to get to see your shows, mm-hmm. how can they do so? Yeah, I'm on. Uh, the only time I had available to come down to, um, to Gareth and Co's Excellence at Eden Fringe was um, this Sunday uh, until Thursday. So I'm doing that the classic Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Great for people in hospo. Uh, you know, <laughs> Absolutely. You know, working your, your, your Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Um, so it's on at 8 o'clock at the Emerson's Fringe Club. Um, and I've had, I've had to put with Emerson's over the years as well. And, and great. It's great to be there. I think the venue's dry because of COVID. There's a lot of irony. Yeah, that is great. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> addition to the show. Lovely. All righty, thanks so much for chatting with us. Hey, thanks for having me. Have a great day. This was a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.